And I'm Helly, and welcome to 20s Are Hard, our fortnightly podcast on surviving your 20s. How are you? I feel like we've had a really exciting couple of weeks. We have. It's been crazy. It feels like ages ago since we last spoke and recorded, but... Um, I was thinking that. It feels like weeks and weeks and weeks ago. Yeah. It was. <laughs> I mean, we've just packed so much in. I um, I got back from New York on Friday, um, had the craziest week there ever. New York is absolutely mad. Like It's amazing, like everyone says, but it's literally London on steroids. <laughs> amazing. Seriously, it is actually the city that never sleeps. It's so crazy, so much going on, so much to see. And we had the most perfect weather. It was hitting like 25 to 30 degrees every day we were there. It was so nice. But um, yeah, just did all the touristy stuff. Got to obviously spend loads of time with Taylor, which was so nice. Um, just catching up and being together. Stayed with friends as well. So it was nice to kind of have the local local perspective on New York and yeah that was really fun and um yeah it's just such a crazy city insanely expensive I've never spent so much on a trip in my life like such a short trip in a week like oh my god I can't describe how expensive it was and we didn't even pay for accommodation so I feel like I needed more warning about that before I went I feel like everyone knows New York is expensive but I wasn't expecting it to be that expensive yeah like (laughs) one of our meals we literally had a main and a side and a beer each so we split all of that between us so literally a main and a side split between two and one beer each and it was 93 dollars it makes me feel physically like just over 70 pounds for basically what is one person's meal it was obscene um it was fun and it's one of those places I just feel like at some point in your life you have to experience because it's incredible and it's amazing and I mean even in one weekend there was like the Brooklyn Half Marathon, a huge arts festival, the City um, Carnival Dance Festival, um, tons of graduations, that was all happening on the Saturday and Sunday when we first got there so the city was like closed down, there was no traffic or there was traffic and it was all standing still. Um, It was amazing to just like see such a lively place and all of the different neighborhoods as well it was awesome yeah they had the best time it was yeah it was amazing um we were debating whether we could live there I feel like I could live there if I had like a time limit on it if I knew I was going to live there for six months or a year I don't think I could live somewhere like that long term because it was exhausting. I mean, I know we pack a lot in. We were walking like 15 miles every day, but it was exhausting. Um, But yeah, anyway, how about you? What have you been up to? I turned 25. Birthday girl. So excited. So I'm now officially in my mid-20s and we went to Lisbon. So we went to Lisbon. We flew out on my birthday and it was absolutely amazing. Like Lisbon was brilliant. I cannot recommend it as a city enough. Um, The food was amazing. It wasn't, I feel like everyone says Lisbon's cheap and it isn't. It's not New York expensive. It's not even London expensive, (laughs) but it's not, it's not a cheap city. Um, I feel like it gets compared because I always feel like Portugal in general is a lot cheaper than other Western Europe countries. Yeah. I feel like yeah. that's where it comes from. Doesn't mean it's cheap, but it's cheaper compared to like yeah. Paris or London. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's not like Paris or London or Rome or anywhere like that. But it, it isn't. It isn't cheap. Like it isn't like going to Prague, for example. Um, yeah, 
it was a really, really lovely city. The only thing I would say is that if you are vegan or a vegetarian, um, I think food-wise you might struggle a little bit because as pescatarians, literally all we ate was fish. And there was like one fish dish on every menu. Oh, uh, um, yeah. That's with me though, because I would have thought, because Portugal seems always so big on fish wherever I go. Yeah. Well, it was amazing food. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, the food was brilliant. Um, and maybe maybe if we spent more time researching like specific vegetarian restaurants, we would have found more. But we did struggle a little bit with food. But the city is gorgeous. I cannot recommend it enough. It We had brilliant weather. Like, it was 22, 23 degrees the whole time. Nice. Um, and perfect for exploring around really so yeah really really nice time and then we're only back for a couple of days and we're off to Malta at the end of the week so yay I can't wait I'm so excited to go to Malta I have such weird memories of Malta because I went there on a sports tour when I was (laughs) when I was in high school so I was 16 years old and back then the drinking age in Malta was 16 I don't know if it still is and um, oh my god hilarious so we were pissed yeah and our teachers knew and like came with us and stuff and to like bars and um so we just spent like a full week in Malta as like we were 15 16 and 17 because it was like two years of netball teams and um just played netball and got drunk for like a week (laughs) oh my god that's the best story I mean it was the most uncultured trip ever I don't remember anything the only thing I remember and this is actually awful you know that archway that's collapsed into the sea now yeah. I've walked out on that oh my god Helena. this is how well no you were allowed to this is the thing you were allowed to walk on this is how long ago it was you were allowed to walk out on it and um yeah that's how long ago it was because it was still there as well oh my god very inappropriate um, but... I think this trip might be slightly different to that oh, that's why I'm so excited for it because it's going to be different <laughs> No, it will be lovely. I mean, I'm really looking forward to it. The weather's set to be quite nice as well. Not super hot, but like a nice, a nice warm temperature. Yeah, nine. Super excited. <sighs> oh my gosh. Um, shall we move on to our recommendations for this week? Yes. Do you want to kick them off? Yeah. So my first recommendation actually links back to our topic from last week, which was sustainability. Um, yeah. And the reason I wanted to raise this is because I'd forgotten about this and I recently used it again. So H&M have a recycling your clothes scheme, which I don't know if everyone is aware of because I feel like they don't publicize it as well as they used to. But you can basically take a plastic bag full of your clothes that you want recycling and give it to them. And they will actually give you a five pound voucher to spend next time you're in store and next time you spend 25 pounds or more. But I'd completely forgotten that this was a scheme that they did. So it's their garment initiative and they've been doing it for years now and it's they've now actually expanded it. So And Other Stories also does it and um, yes. I don't know how you pronounce it. Monkey? Monkey? Yeah, monkey. Yeah, both of them do it as well. But they basically collect garments and they either they, – they do three things with them. They either send them to like secondhand clothing stores or they reuse them as like – textiles that can be turned into other products like cleaning cloths or they recycle them by turning the textile fibers into something else whether that is other clothes or whether it's things like insulation um they have all these uses for it and then obviously it's it's nice because you get a little five pound reward which I know is probably not great for the whole fast fashion thing but this all came up because I could not find a clothing bank near me that was still open and I knew that they weren't good enough to donate to a, a charity shop so 
anyone who's yeah. looking to get rid of some clothes, rather than just putting them in the bin where they are literally no use to anyone, if you take a bag of them into H&M, they'll give you a £5 voucher and they'll make sure that they're reused in some way, which I think is really nice. Yeah, off the back of that, this isn't one of my recommendations, but there's um, the Fringe of It podcast did a collaboration with H&M a couple of weeks ago now, maybe it's a couple of months ago, and they've done a whole episode on H&M and sustainability because H&M are trying to do a lot more, um, but I think they've been mildly controversial with whole like, greenwashing and all mm. that kind of thing, being a high street fast yeah. fashion brand. But it was really interesting to hear them talk about what H&M is now doing to try and make those changes and make people more aware. And that whole recycling initiative is one of them. And I think they're the little things that are just handy to know because like, for me, there isn't a clothes bank near me that I can easily get to, but I can easily pass an yeah. H&M and pop in a bag. It's like you said, it's better than going into landfill and not doing any yeah. good for anyone. Exactly. Um, but Brilliant. what about you? What's your first recommendation? So my first recommendation is um, a documentary that was on the BBC about a week ago now, I think. And it's called A Royal Team Talk Tackling Mental Health. And it's hosted by one of the BBC Breakfast news presenters, Dan Walker, oh, yeah. that's it. Um, and basically what they did is it's about an hour long and they have four huge football fans and they think they're just going to the BBC um, to have a bit of a chat about their mental health struggles that they've had over the past few years. And they cover a range of different things, including grief and body image. So a, a really like wide variety. Um, and then when they're there, they pull out four, no, how many members? Five footballers, or five, this is me being really ignorant about football, so apologies there. Um, but they get Gareth Southgate, Peter Crouch, Thierry Henry, Danny Rose, and Jermaine Jenis, um, all to come and basically talk about their mental health struggles and how they've dealt with it. And then they also bring out Prince William. And because he's been very vocal of his involvement in mental health charities and talking more about mental health. So the fa- the six of them, sorry, have a really great chat with Dan Walker about how they've all encountered different mental health issues in the past. and. It was brilliant, like listening to them talk about things that you don't think about, particularly uh, the one that really stuck with me was Peter Crouch talking about body image, because I just never, you kind of think of like a young male footballer, why would they have body image issues? But some of the things he was talking about, you're like, God, that, like some of the things that were said to him were awful. And it was really eye opening. And I think it will have done a lot of good to really start encouraging young men to talk more about health, but particularly mental health. Because, um, of course, it's the suicide is the biggest killer of young men under the age of 45. Yeah. And that's heartbreaking. And they then, within the show, they, um, each of the, each of the men who have come along talk to a couple of the footballers and they all kind of share their experiences. And it is a really lovely, really, really lovely documentary and really highlights how valuable it is to talk about these things and how we all need to be talking more about it. And the idea of mental, wellness as well as mental illness and it was just brilliant I can't recommend it enough it's still available on the BBC I think it's available for another couple of months actually um it's about an hour long or so but I would just really really recommend it I think whether you're affected by mental health or whether you know someone who is whether you're male or female football fan or not a football fan it's a really brilliant just a really brilliant documentary that's on the BBC at the moment. So I would highly recommend to everyone. Awesome. I'll have to check that out. What is your second recommendation? So my second recommendation is um, I've actually followed them on Instagram for ages, but I've never looked at their website until this week. And it's the Every Girl website. And um, 
I came across them because of a specific article that they shared, which I felt was really, really relevant to us. And it was five signs you're in a career rut and how to fix it. And the things that they spoke about, I swear to God, are literally conversations we've had so many times. And um, and it's basically like it gives five, obviously it's all like a listicle sort of thing. But um, things like if you feel like you need a challenge, obviously being good at your job is a positive thing and you should acknowledge that first. But if you're starting to feel comfortable, look at opportunities or ways you could challenge yourself or ask your boss to take on more responsibility, take an online course to develop a new skill, like all these sorts of things. Um, And then it's if you don't feel like you're getting enough respect in the workplace, what isn't isn't okay. things you can do to. Well, things you can do to improve that and when it's when it's okay basically to say I'm not happy in this environment and I need to leave and it also addresses asking for a promotion or a pay rise um and also just acknowledging if you need a change and it this is the one that really got me it says you had the best of intentions you thought you knew what your dream industry or role was but our interests are prone to change over time and that's okay if you found yourself in the wrong industry or role it's never too late to change that take a good hard look at what you love and hate about your current role in industry and then start researching the industries and roles that you find interesting that are right for you and I was like god how many times have we had those sorts of conversations yeah. That exact conversation. But, um, their whole website <laughs> is just a very like nice, positive space, and it kind of it when you go on, it has the sections along the top, and the first one is career and finance, and it has fashion and beauty, living, wellness, travel, shop, and there's even like courses that you can take. And um, that's so cool. I'm gonna check that out because that sounds like a really brilliant, like a really brilliant place to spend your time on the internet, but also yeah, really and their whole manifesto well. is like whether you're searching for a new job a new city trying to deck out your new home if you're saving for a down payment on a house or a ticket to travel the world like whatever whatever kind of girl you are you're an the every girl and this is for that girl and it's just yeah it's a really really nice website and I was actually trying I was trying to find their subscription oh there it is tips and updates on our newsletter I might subscribe to that but yeah and also it's a very pleasing website I quite like it um I feel like you might enjoy it oh good (laughs) I'm excited I'm going to check it out after this (laughs) um and what's your last recommendation so my last recommendation is um rocket man um the Elton John film that's just come out so we went and saw this on Saturday night and I'm not a I know this is controversial I'm not a huge Elton John fan I don't think it's controversial because I don't want to go because I'm not fussed I wasn't really fussed but the thing that made me think I might want to watch it is I love Taron Egerton I think he is brilliant I adored him in Eddie the Eagle I think he was great in Kingsman he's just a really brilliant actor and seems like a really nice human as well Mm. Um, so I thought actually maybe if he's in it I will see it because I know it will be of a certain standard because he's in it does that make sense yeah so we went along on Saturday night and I really really enjoyed it It wasn't what I really expected at all um I think it's a very easy thing to do to draw comparisons between that and Bohemian Rhapsody um, yeah because there are some obvious real similarities there I think it was a lot more kind of fantastical and almost more like a musical um than Bohemian Rhapsody I think they did it really really well the costume design was brilliant like I cannot afford it it was absolutely amazing um but I think where Bohemian Rhapsody was criticized by a lot of people for not being gritty enough and showing quite how 
um, sad and brutal Freddie Mercury's life had been in places, I think mm. Man did all that credit. I don't know oh, okay. because where Elton John is still alive, of course, he can have a lot of input. Um, but it really, like, the opening scene does not shy away from, like, his struggles with, well, his addiction to drugs, alcohol, sex, his eating disorders. Um, and, like, it, it's all laid out on the table. And it really, it, I really enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I did would. There are parts that I felt went on a little bit too long and the ending felt quite quick. But I think the ending was perfect. And oh my God, Bernie Torplin is just like the, he's just the best human. Like I think everyone needs a friend like that and everyone needs to be a friend like that. But it was a really lovely story of just like, really like truly enduring friendship and sobriety and I said to Alex it's like it's a film about like friendship and sobriety my two favorite things <laughs> sound like one of those weird talkers that comes into like secondary schools and does a speech to try and convince people to stay oh my God. <laughs> but it was a really really lovely story and at the end they kind of sum up like where he is now and the kind of like how like his life now with his family and I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would and I really I really would recommend it even if you aren't an Elton John fan like it isn't the easiest watch it's not a laugh a minute but by the end of it you just feel really uplifted like your faith in humanity is being restored yeah and the idea that it isn't too late to turn your life around so yeah I'd really recommend the film I think it's a really great story and even if you're not an Elton John fan it's definitely worth going to see particularly on a big screen because I think you know there are certain films that just really lend themselves to being on the big screen with surround sound I think that really is one of them um, but with that, should we move on to this week's topic? So this week we wanted to talk about a topic that's really important to both of us because it plays such a big role in our lives and can often have quite a negative impact. And that's talking about comparison. And I think it's something that everyone does um, in some way or other in their life, whether you're comparing um, where you are in your career, where you're comparing where you are in your life with other people, whether it's comparing your life online that you see with other people, or whether it's just comparing what you think you should be doing in your life right now compared to where you are. And it can put so much pressure on you. And it can have a really negative impact. And I know that we've really both felt that negative impact from our own comparison. Um, So it's something that we want to talk about because it's especially prevalent in your 20s, I feel like. I mean, it can be at any age, but in your 20s, there's a lot of pressure and it's so easy to fall into that trap of looking around you and looking at what everyone else is doing. Yeah, I completely agree. I think, to touch on your point there, I think comparison is something that, you know, you can can affect you at any age, no matter what you're doing, but it just seems there's something about it that is so relevant to your 20s and it's something that really has impacted us so much and so many other people we know yeah so much and I don't know if that's because now we have Instagram and Facebook and it's so easy to have so much more kind of information about what other people are doing that it's a lot easier to compare yourself to other people um but you know you can just be scrolling through Instagram and you can you know see someone you went to school with or someone you work with and be like oh God, well, they've just bought a house or they're getting engaged or they're going on holiday and I I can't afford to do that. And all of a sudden you can just spiral into that comparison. And before you know it, all you're doing is just being really horrible to yourself about yourself. And that's that's not healthy. Yeah, and I think I think that's the key thing because we are so much more connected online now than any generation really has been before that 
all of these people you're friends with online, especially on Facebook as well, they're people that you've crossed paths with at some point in your life. So you then end up comparing where they are now with where you are. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it's so easy to then think, how did they get there? Or how have they achieved that? How have they got that job straight out of uni? I know we were both always thinking that. How did someone land that perfect dream job as soon as they got out of uni? And why are we still struggling? It's, It's so easy because you share things in common with those people. Therefore, you try and make yourself feel as if you should be the same. Whereas logically, yeah. you know, that's not, that's not the case. Everyone's lives are on a completely different path. Completely. And I think especially when it's people you've gone to school with or uni with, you had so many things in common and so many kind of those big checkpoints in life in common and completely lined up for so long that now when I look on Facebook and I see that like someone's now got like a two-year-old son or they've just bought a house or they're engaged, I'm like, oh my God, like... I'm nowhere near that like none of those things are anywhere near like what I'm doing or also what I want to be doing right now um but regardless of whether or not I want it it's that thing about oh my god but should I be doing that because I'm not and is what I'm doing less important is what I'm doing less valuable and it's all that kind of just comparing yourself non-stop to every element of someone else's life without knowing the whole story because I'm sure there are people out there who have looked at us and compared themselves to us and maybe you know maybe they look at you and go oh my gosh she's traveling all the time but they don't necessarily know the whole story and know that you work really hard to do that and actually you fit it around a nine to five and I think sometimes although although social media can give us all that more information about what other people are doing it never gives us the whole picture and And that's that's where we make it up and that's where so much harm comes into it yeah because I mean it's easy to forget it as well once you're in that spiral but no one ever puts the bad stuff on social media why would you share that you've had a like really I mean some people do and that's fine but most people do not put on online on a daily basis that they hate how they look today or their job's really awful or they're not happy in their relationship. No one ever puts the bad things on there. They only ever put the good things. And they're obviously then that's all you're ever going to see. It's a very curated lifestyle that someone's portraying. So when you're having one of those bad days where you're thinking, oh, am I, am I where I should be in life right now to then go online and see five people who have just bought a house and getting married or having kids, then you think, oh, should that be what I'm doing as well? And then it just kind of feeds that spiral more. Yeah, and I think it's not just in terms of those regular milestones in life that you can compare yourself to, but you can compare yourself to just like your career and not only other people in similar jobs to you and how long they've been in that job versus how long you've been in it and what your next steps are, but also where you thought you would be. Yeah. I know for both of us, we've always been very career-driven people. And I did not think at 25, I would be back in like an entry level role. I thought I would be kind of a couple of rungs up the ladder and I would maybe be managing people and I would have got a couple of pay rises because I hadn't entertained the fact that actually what I had dreamed of doing might not be what I actually wanted to do. And although I know that I've made some really good decisions and I'm much happier now, it's still really hard not to compare myself to that version of me that I thought I would be and almost saying, oh, but I'm not there. Well, I'm not there because I've taken a different path and that's a good thing, but it doesn't mean that it isn't 
really hard to not compare yeah in that way, especially there's something about your job and work and all that kind of thing that just feels so exposed to that type of comparison yeah and I think it's always it's always the case of you have to remember that like seeing other people's success like someone else's success isn't your failure yes definitely remembering that they're they're on their own path and that's what's right for them right now like there's no set schedule to life when you should do all these things I mean if you think about it my grandma had my mum when she was 18 and that was normal like whereas now we we wouldn't god we were nowhere near thinking about having children when we were 18 like things change and progress and we get into our head that there's this certain schedule we have to do everything by and that exactly is how we saw our own careers that we would have achieved this by the time we were 25 and we'll do this by the time we're 30 but you have to do what's right for you without comparing it to where everyone else is or where you thought you would be because that's the worst thing as well I mean you might be in a completely different career than you thought you were going to be five years ago so how can you possibly compare where you are now with that if it was a completely different career path yeah I actually saw something at Christmas that touches on that thing of comparing like where you are to where someone else is in it not being someone else's success not being your failure and I just wanted to read out because it was shared by it was shared on the British pretty lavish Instagram um, and it just feels so relevant it said New York is three hours ahead of California but that doesn't make California slow someone graduated at the age of 22 but waited five years before securing a good job Someone became CEO at 25 and then died at 50, while another became CEO at 50 and lived to be 90. Someone is still single while someone else got married. Obama retired at 55 and Trump started at 70. Everyone in this world works based on their own time zone. People around you might seem ahead of you or some might seem to be behind you, but everyone is running their own race in their own time. Do not envy them and do not mock them. They are in their time zone and you're in yours. Life is about waiting for the right moment to act. So relax. You're not late. You're not early. You're very much on time. Yeah, I remember seeing that. It's so perfect. Like it says it exactly right. And whenever I'm having that thing of like, oh God, I'm not where I should be or where I want to be. I kind of remember that. And I'm like, New York is three hours ahead of California. And that to me just really, it is that thing of like, and it might seem silly to compare like your life to time zones, but it's so true because just because of your age, you know, that isn't a marker of where you should be in your life. And I think we're so conditioned from such a young age to be doing certain things by certain ages, walking away from that a bit and reminding yourself that isn't the case can be so freeing. And it's definitely something I'm trying to do more of. Yeah, it's funny. I've literally just looked it up quickly because I knew I saved it earlier. Someone posted a picture literally six hours ago. And the first line says, nothing will ruin your 20s more than thinking you should have your life together already. That's so true. That is Um, so, so true. I don't have my together. (laughs) But then the thing is, like, it is your 20s. And if you spend your entire time worrying about what you should be doing, there's no way you're ever actually going to enjoy what you are doing. Yeah, that's true. And I've been thinking a lot recently. And I was like, well, what I wanted... Like I've been doing a lot of like comparison of myself with where I thought I would be. And I thought, well, I haven't really let 20 year old Charlotte down like I thought, because what I want now is very, very different. Like my priorities are completely different. So it makes it even more redundant to kind of look at a past version of yourself or what you thought a future version of yourself would look like and compare yourself because it's an entirely different situation. And you almost have to trust that 
you've made the right decisions. And if you haven't, this is a situation you're in now anyway. So don't put your energy into running yourself down. And I think that can also work the other way around. When you do start achieving things or um, start making headway and then you feel as if you've got an almost imposter syndrome because all of a sudden you are achieving things and you feel like you shouldn't be. And I think because when you get to that point, instead of feeling proud of yourself, you actually feel like you shouldn't be proud. You don't want to be proud will be the person to say hey look what I've achieved because you don't feel like that's something that you can talk about or show off it's this weird I almost feel like it's a British thing sometimes that you don't want to shout about your achievements too much because people might think you're being boastful but then it it's almost like a vicious circle because you don't want to be proud of what you've achieved and shout about it and then in comparison you end up kind of being diminutive and small and then comparing yourself to where you think you should be and and it goes around in circles and I feel like that's particularly I know I felt like that a lot at work where I'll make certain achievements and then I feel very much out of my depth because I I think oh well I shouldn't be here I'm I'm not I'm not qualified to be here why am I why have I been put in this situation and then all of a sudden you're back in a comparison loop of where you think you should be and where you think you what you think you should be achieving. I guess as well it's kind of taking that step back and acknowledging that 99.999% of the time there is going to be someone else on this planet who knows more about whatever it is that you know about and is maybe more qualified to speak on it but that doesn't mean that your input is not valid and that it isn't that you shouldn't share it and that you aren't qualified to talk about it and I think sometimes when it comes to imposter syndrome you can really get inside that space where like I'm not good enough to talk about this because there are other people who are better but it's more of a thing of I am good enough to talk about this and there are other people who know more that I can learn from and flipping yeah. it on its head a bit. I mean, I definitely get that with online as well. People ask me advice about travel stuff and I'm like, why are you asking me? Like, I'm like, I'm not an authority on this. Like, why, why don't you ask that travel influencer with 100,000 followers? Like, I in my head, I travel because I love it and then this is just little old me pootling along and then if someone wants my opinion I'm like nope it's not valid (laughs) whereas I'm like oh my god like you're saying that and I'm like oh my god of course it's valid like if I want anything travel related I'm gonna come to you and get your opinion because I think you know you're trustworthy and you're knowledgeable and of course I'm gonna come to you but it's interesting that the way that you perceive it is so differently to how I perceive it as an outsider yeah I think it again it is you don't realize the worth of the knowledge that you have or you're not you're not proud enough of what you have achieved and like you don't recognize what you've achieved like give yourself that validation yeah because I guess to an extent it's normal for you like everything you know about travel and budget travel is just what you know it's not you know it's just what you've developed over time and you've learned through different experiences and it's just in your head So why would other people not know it? And why would, you know, why is the fact that you know it special? But of course it's special because it's your experiences and how you've learnt it. But because it's normal to you, it's easier to then say, oh, but I, I, I don't know anything special. Yeah, I guess that's as well how it comes into play at work. Because if you've worked your way into a certain position or you've got a certain skill set that has qualified you to get a certain job or position, you can't see 
when people come to you for advice, it's very hard for you to see why they'd be asking you. But actually, you've got that job. You've been given that job role because someone thinks you're qualified to do it. Yeah, I think that's a really important one is that especially when you start a new job and it's something I've definitely felt starting a new job quite recently is I'm like, oh God, like what if I'm not good enough? What if I'm crap? And I'm like, well, they didn't think I was crap and I should probably trust the opinion of people who've been doing it a lot longer than me and who've hired a lot more people than I have and stop doubting myself. Yeah, they hired you for a reason and they obviously saw the potential that you had and what you could bring to a business. So I don't know. I feel like when people are in that comparison point and feeling like a bit of an imposter, you've got to remember why, how you got there in the first place. It's not, you didn't get there by fluke. You didn't get there by accident. You've achieved certain things. I think a really nice way to kind of wrap things up would be if we both share like what we do, if we're getting into that comparison spiral, Um, what kind of things do you do? Like, how do you get yourself out of it? What I always try and do is I try and filter out what I'm seeing on a daily basis if it's going to negatively affect me. I've got, I know we've touched on this before, but I've got a lot better at unfollowing or removing people online who make me feel bad about myself constantly. I think that's so unhelpful. There's people that you, that are an inspiration and that you aspire to and who are very positive influencers. But if there are, if there are people or spaces online that are making you consistently feel bad about yourself, I don't think they serve a purpose and I will try and remove them. Equally, sometimes you've just got to accept that you're going to feel a little bit crap. And I usually just need some time out, some time to myself and have a little bit of a cry, maybe eat some chocolate. I don't know. But I think if you take that time out and have some perspective and when I when I actually get over the the negativity and feeling upset, I remember that I'm in I'm in my own lane. I'm in my own path in life. And like you said, someone may well be looking at me and thinking the exact same thing everyone's lives are so different that I think once you step back and look at it logically you actually realize how many unique and really impressive things that you have in your life to be proud of and you can't compare because like everyone is completely different that's it's not it's just not logical and it's not a positive way of of it's not a positive way of looking at your own life yeah I think that's really important what you've touched on there is that taking a step back because one thing I always try to do is when I get into that comparison spiral is to take that step back and go but do I actually want what this person has yeah like, what is it about this that's making me feel inadequate because I've got friends who are having children and who are buying houses and who are like doing really really well in their jobs and I'm so happy for them but there is that part of me that's like oh my god should I be doing that yeah. And I'm like, no, because as happy as I am for them, that's just not what I want in my life right now. Like it doesn't align with what I want to be doing a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now. So it just isn't right for me. And yes, maybe it makes me wobble a little bit and worry a little bit about where I am. But fundamentally, I know that wouldn't be right for me. So, yeah. you know, it's taking that step back and really trying to remember that. And it's similar to what you were saying, like, nope, I'm in my own lane. I'm on my own journey. I'm doing my own thing. At some point, those things might be right for me, but right now they're not. And that is totally fine. Yeah, absolutely. 
But and one other thing I like to do is, um, if you don't follow her already, I would really highly recommend going onto Instagram and following Lucy Sheridan because she is a comparison coach. Um, and what she does is really, really cool. She works with people to try and help them overcome that feeling of comparison and how that's holding them back. And she always shares such amazing, positive, kind of um, inspirational things that really, uh, uh, I find it a really good way to ground myself when I'm having one of those moments of like, oh, but I'm not doing these things to really ground myself and go, nope, that's not what I want. This is what I'm doing. And just kind of give myself that little boost. Um, and she's generally just a really lovely little ray of sunshine on the internet. Um, that sounded a bit patronising. I didn't mean it to at all. Um, but I would highly recommend going and giving her a follow because if I am in that kind of spiral, I find that her content can really help. She's definitely one of the positive places on the internet. Yeah, well, I'm going to go check her out, definitely. Yeah, we were just saying about those places that you think, oh, God, you make me feel nothing but crap. She makes me feel nothing but good. Um, so Aww. I highly recommend. Well, I think that wraps up this week's episode. Um, I hope it hasn't sounded too negative. I hope that it's reassuring to know that everyone falls into that spiral of comparing themselves to other people and to where they think they should be and that's that's okay but just remember that you're in your own path in life you're in your own path in life you're you're on your own path in life um and it's okay to feel that way sometimes and we hope that maybe our instagram is one of those positive places for you to be on the internet we like to think very nice segue um and if you've not already checked it out, you can head over there and drop us a message or follow along with at 20s are hard. Or you can always get in touch with our email because we love hearing from you and we love it when you drop us a little note. So you can email us at 20s are hard at gmail.com. That's it for this week and we will speak to you all soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.